This week on the Odeantum Podcast, uh, we are crowning new kings of the north, and we couldn't be more excited. Spygate 2 is coming out. Boy, the details are going to make you cringe. Uh, we got a very heartwarming story about Garrett Cole and uh, his future in baseball. From four-year consideration, Netflix is basically assaulting award season. Who didn't see that coming? Top news stories of the week. Two articles against Trump. Less than usual, but more than maybe we expected at the beginning. Uh, some bipartisan agreements in Congress that are a little more worth than the paper that they're written on. And, of course, in the Baltimore corner, a little news from Sheila Dix. All that and more coming at you right now on the Andrew Podcast. Championship. This is Corey and this is the Atlanta Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 297 of the O the Anthem podcast, coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, the best way to find it, anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. Uh, it's the place where you can find uh, us on every single podcatcher that you can think of. Apple, Spotify, Google, Pocket Cast, the whole thing. It's the place you need to be if you're trying to find us in an audio format for this podcast. And, of course, you can find O The Anthem at O The Anthem on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash O The Anthem. All the videos, podcasts, and etc. available at YouTube.com forward slash O The Anthem. And everything O The Anthem related at O The Anthem.com. Of course, you are watching us live right now, not only on Facebook, not only on YouTube, not only on Twitch. Not only on Twitter. No, okay, that's all of them. Yeah, that's, that's everywhere. <laughs> You're watching us everywhere, live, all around the world. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Yes, we have a lot to get into, so why don't we just get right to it? That was a nice... Yep, there we go. <laughs> Oop. And... Back we there are. we go. <laughs> hey, still working out the kinks. <laughs> so uh, the Ravens finished up the Thursday night football schedule. Uh, we had the last Thursday night game against the Jets. Mm. Where uh, what happened? I don't. I don't quite. I don't exactly remember. Did uh, we? I wait? remember there was a football contest of some variety. I oh wait a minute. What... Hold on. We slaughtered them. Oh, that's, that's what right. I, Yes. <laughs> that's yes. What that's that's of course. That is. What uh, I I thoroughly enjoy when we beat teams like the Jets, uh, mostly because I know a lot of Jets fans. Mm -hmm. So like you can just sort of like I haven't gotten the opportunity yet, but I'm going to creep in at some point, like especially when I see John, when I see JR, I'm just going to be like, hey, bud, how's it going? Mm. Give him the little like, sorry what my team did to you. Sorry, man. <laughs> but uh, not only was it a big game for the Ravens because. Yeah, is there a slaughter rule in football? I don't think there is. No. They would have they would have instituted it on Sunday. But uh not only uh was that a win for the Ravens, but it also means that they have clinched the spot as number 1 in the AFC North. Big trust. Yes. Uh in big trust we trust. 
but yeah, so that makes uh, the new uh, and uh, you know I put in the episode new King of the North, but it's not new. No, because we also won the North last yeah. year, so maybe a return of the King of the North. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the King of the North thing really started this year, though. Calling it King of the North as yes. opposed to just NFC North or AFC North Division champions. So. Well, uh, there is a new uh, show on HBO. I'm not sure if you're aware of. Uh, <laughs> little, little plucky program. Little program uh, called Game of Thrones, which popularized that. Uh, that I feel. Title. I feel like I've seen people talk about it. Yes, so. it's been out there. It's in the ether somewhere. So uh, yeah. Um, we have a chance. We're going into Sunday's game with an opportunity to lock up the number one seed for the playoffs. Yeah. Which is bye week in week one. Take a rest. Everybody get ready. Then we have a home make, game for week make two. Make week 17 like, irrelevant, basically. Yes. I mean, it would, it would impact whether or not the Steelers make the playoffs, but I don't feel like that's enough for John Harbaugh to like put Lamar mm. out there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, when you lock up, that means you have home field all the way through, right? Yeah. Like you can't. And I don't think the Ra- I really have been thinking about. It. I don't think the Ravens have hosted an AFC Championship at the bank. No, uh, um, because we came in as fifth seed in 2012, right? We didn't win the. Uh, AFC I don't think North. we've ever been a one seed. Nope. Nope. Yeah. And we go to Foxborough a lot in the playoffs. Yeah. So. Well, the the Patriots always run over all the tomato cans in their division, and yes. then <laughs> they yeah. get up to the playoffs with. You know, a thirteen and three record, and it's hard to hard to beat that. Well, you know, especially when you were in the North, and like you know, it's the Steelers and the Bengals, and uh, to a lesser extent, the Browns, <laughs> uh, somewhat who, of a lesser extent. <laughs> I mean, like uh, historically speaking. Like well, I mean, listen. To be fair, we could run rampant through the uh, AFC North too. Or all the we South. Need, I mean, I guess the. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I was going to say all we need to do is to send our advance crew out. They're shooting a web series. <laughs> uh, incidentally incidentally shooting the sidelines yeah. and then the changes on the field and then the sidelines and the changes on the field hey we're here ravens productions we're uh, shooting a web series we like to call what are the other team signs <laughs> i feel like that's a like an nfl follies you know video like what are the other team signs and i feel like they'd be like i don't know but you seem like an all right guy uh, as long as you don't speak with a deep, deep Boston accent, which both of those guys did. They couldn't have come in there and said they were with any other team other than the Patriots. Um, of course, if you don't know what we're talking about. It's basically like going to Central Casting and being like, get me the most Boston man possible. I need somebody from Boston. Oh, well, do we have a guy for you? Uh, I'll swing by Duncan and pick one up on the way to work. Joe, come on over here. Um It'd be like uh, if I said, just I like wanna... you see people doing gardening, like at Home Depot, like the people you could pick up in the truck. Yeah, like there's just a bunch of like out of out of work Boston people outside of Dunkin' Donuts. Like, hey, you need me to yell some offensive at people? I'm here. I'm available for work. I was gonna say it's central casting as if I needed a I need someone mid thirties female, clearly from Baltimore. Do you know anybody I could possibly <laughs> stick into that position? I mean, yeah, <laughs> think of a couple people. Rachel comes to mind. Rachel's yeah. got the uh, the axe, and the people are like, Ooh, "Where are you from, girl?" Uh, <laughs> it's not quite southern. It's something. I don't know what exactly. Yeah, it's Maryland. It's, it's Maryland. Oh, it's Dundalk for sure. It's That's... Maryland. <laughs> but uh, so if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, surprise, surprise, the Patriots have been enraptured in yet another spying controversy. controversy. Yeah. This one, uh, you know, 
<laughs> it's funny. All the previous uh, spying controversies that the Patriots have been involved in, uh, they all there always seemed to be some sort of reason you could uh, come on the Patriot side, even if it didn't seem likely. Uh, like the original Spygate was videotaping some of practice, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, like there was sort of a thing like, uh, I think the argument at the time was just like, well, they were, you know, they had finished up taping the Patriots practice and they were getting out of there and they still just were, so happened. They just so happened to catch a little bit of the practice from the, the other team right before. And it's, it's not such a big deal. I mean, <laughs> Like, you don't need to make a huge deal. But, I mean, like, this one, like, the video that they showed of the, the Bengals security, like, figuring, like, confronting them, confronting yes. the guy is, like, oh, my God. It, it is, it is incredible. And uh, uh, go go find uh, Jake Glazer from Fox Sports. He's the one with the exclusive on that one. Uh, and, oh, boy, it, it, it just looks so bad. I, I don't even, the footage doesn't even look good enough to be b-roll for something like that. as the- as someone in my work pointed out uh they basically said all the things you say if you're guilty and you get caught with your hand in the cookie yeah. jar it's just like hey man we don't have to make a big deal about this we'll delete it it's not a com- on a computer it's literally on this card if i delete it nobody has to know about this like no you gotta come out there and be like hey Hey, fuck you, man! You don't know me. You don't know what I'm doing out here. What do you What do you this even is, think you're doing? This is a, this is the world of film. This is this is when you learn when like the cop rolls up and he's just like, uh, he's like, you're not allowed to film here. It's like, listen, but we'll just walk away right now. It's fine. Don't. Worry. Oh, I didn't even know we weren't supposed to do that here. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know I wasn't allowed to do that. <laughs> I didn't know I was allowed to do that. I know it's good, right? Because I didn't know I was not allowed to do. That. And we're aging ourselves again, pulling out a Dave Chappelle skit from 2004. All right. Yeah. Uh, Something we probably watched live on television and some of you might have seen. Oh, Dave Chappelle, my grandfather likes him. Oh, yes. Well, Uh, but speaking of things your grandfather likes, the Patriots uh, (laughs) caught up in a Spygate scandal. Uh, And the question is, who knew what and when and where? But as you pointed out in the pre-show meeting, when they got caught the first time, there was a very strong answer, a very strong response. Yeah. How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> I mean, r- really, if, if the guy was there under, under, uh, and, and did something who wasn't supposed to do, the Patriot statement would be, hey, this guy, Sully McSullyberg, was fired immediately. Yes. We found out that he was doing this, and the Bengals called us and said, what was your guy doing? Pointing the field at the, you know, like looking at the signs and stuff like that. Said he did what? We fired him on the phone that second. Yep. Because we knew how important this was. Didn't even but, pay for his flight back to. We made to him stay Boston. in Cincinnati. But the which really is <laughs> a, a cruel and unusual punishment. Don't don't do that to the poor guy. But the uh, the idea that they uh, they release some statement going like you know like it was all a mistake and this guy's a a loved employee here and uh, blah 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 and I'm just like all right he definitely. <laughs> He knew what he was doing. They know. Like, they know. Yeah, he was there. It just and, seems dumb, though, because it's like the Bengals. Like, wh- why are you setting out, like, special? I-, I understand if you have an advanced scout who goes out and watches the Bengals game, and he's just like, oh, we might want to watch out for this uh, Tyler Boyd character. Mm-hmm. He looks talented. Maybe he's the one we double team. Like, yep. Or uh, maybe he's the one that we offer an insane amount of money to in the offseason. Yeah, to or play whatever. For the Patriots. But, but the, the idea that you need to, like... Th- you know, the Patriots couldn't basically just show up and win this game is just. Well, and so uh, I made the comparison that Bill Belichick has essentially become presidential. 
And follow me on this. Number okay. one, he, like Richard Nixon, uh, cheated on a... Uh, I have no idea what that signal was meant. Oh, put it on your... Ah, okay. Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Here, I'll put it on me. <laughs> Just give me the double tap. I'll know to put it on me. Uh, so, uh, he, like Richard Nixon, uh, cheated in a game that he didn't have to cheat in to win. That's yeah. basically... like I, I, I said, in 1972, there was no Democrat who was going to beat Richard Nixon. Right. I mean... Maybe Joe Biden, but, you know, he was going to put his foot in his mouth no matter what happens. Uh, maybe uh, Ted Kennedy. When Joe Biden wasn't quite a Buttigieg, but more like a... <laughs> maybe Ted Kennedy. Had he killed that girl yet? Was that, was that before or after 72? Was that in 72? Maybe it was 72. I don't know. But there was nobody who was going to beat him. But he said, I, if I have a chance to get an advantage, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, very much like Nixon, uh, a factoid that I always love... When they broke in the Watergate, uh, the break in the burglars taped the door so that the lock wouldn't engage, and a security guard found it and said, "Hmm, that's weird," and peeled the tape off. And they came back and retaped it. So when the security guard came to check on it later, he found it retaped, and yeah. he's like, "Something's going on." <laughs> Listen, dummies, once you're in the door, you don't need tape on the doorway. Like you, that means you came back and checked it and was like, "Oh, somebody took our tape off." Here, let me put some more tape on. We're already inside, but we just need to make sure we can get out through the door. Like it is, it is incredible that like, uh, and that's the cheating against the Bengals. Yeah. Like, not only are you breaking in against a competitor that you don't need to, but you're doing it in the most obvious way. You're in the press booth with press credentials and a camera, and you're like, "What are you guys filming?" Nah, nothing. <laughs> Looks like you're looking I, at the sidelines and out to the field. Like, no, of course not. I I really wonder if it's. If cheating for the Patriots is sort of like, uh, do you know, like the, have you ever seen like a high impact cheater, like someone who's always cheating on his wife and mm. like finds like new and exotic, like having a second family? Yes. Like I have two families that don't know that they're the other family, you know, I can barely put up with one woman. <laughs> what are you doing to yourself? Yeah, but they have they have like 15 women spread all across the country and they they do all the subterfuge to make sure that nobody can connect with their life back to wherever they are. I was going to say it's the guy who gets away it's with like, having I'm the regional manager of Lay's. But whenever I go to Vegas, I'm the guy who <sighs> works at Greenbelt. Or... <laughs> it's, it's the guy who is in second family and then not enough adventure finds a way to get a third family somewhere. <laughs> and you're just like. Bro, you were fine. Like my you life were, is spinning out of control, so I've got to throw another thing in the mix. You were fine until you got that third family, and uh, she had the 12-year-old who like looked you up on Facebook. Like, and Belichick looks across the room at some shady video guy, and he's just like, let's spy on the Bengals. <laughs> and no, so, Bill, we don't need to sink to those. I want to do it. I want to feel the rush again. The question is, did Belichick know? And here's the other part of him being presidential, because it may be that he didn't know. But much he is, like he's the general manager, but yeah, you know, but much like the current president, when you create this like spirit of we do anything to win, including mm -hmm. cheating, uh, maybe they go and do stuff in your name without actually approving it with you first, which may or may not be true about the current president i think it's so well i mean trump is trump is pretty famous for never telling somebody exactly what he wants right. but doing it in the sort of way like uh oh boy it'd really be terrible if joe biden fell down a flight of stairs thank god that didn't happen anyway see you guys later <laughs> and then um, you're just like oh so what the president is telling me with this statement is that he wants me to push biden stairs. down a flight of stairs yes uh or uh you know even attack uh, fox news 
uh, newscasters yep. who have their own show in prime time. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, but uh, here's what I hope. I hope that Foxborough, Massachusetts, at some point, gets the same experience that Oakland had this weekend. <laughs> Just burning the shit to the ground. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> never again will a game be played in Massachusetts. Uh, never again will anyone want to bring their team here. Uh, we hate the owner. We hate everything about it. And also, by the way, uh, take a losing franchise to another city. That's really what I want. I, <laughs> I want a team that does so poorly that the city won't buy them in New Zealand. I So I, I think one day we'll look back on all this team movement that happened, like, right around here based off of, like, teams moving to L.A. is like one of the biggest moments in terms of like the NFL yeah, going forward. Absolutely. Cause I mean like, you know, you, you think about it, two teams going to LA of which neither team is being supported the way that any other, like when the Ravens moved to Baltimore, it was basically like a long lost brother yeah. came back into our lives and we welcomed in, him into our homes. There like, were like 90 plus consecutive sellouts yeah, in Baltimore. Right. It's it's ridiculous that if that team even thought about moving, then <laughs> I really think that there would be armed forces on the ground trying well, to say, keep them from moving. If, as I remember, the state police closed the border the last yeah, time yeah. a dream team tried to leave. And uh, I do believe that Larry Hogan would call out the National Guard. He's done it for less. <laughs> He's yes, done it for less. He has. He certainly has. Uh, there were 12 people protesting uh, Adnan Syed in Baltimore, and uh, there were three helicopters, and the National Guard were called out. So, yeah. I, I, uh, I think that it's sad that uh, the good fans of St. Louis, San Diego, and Oakland have lost their teams. Yes. Uh, especially because the L.A. part of this, at the very most, has been a colossal disaster. I've been hearing things about, like, the chargers uh ticket sale people yeah saying they haven't sold a single season ticket <laughs> for the new stadium uh, again it's don't like build it on the other side of the world <laughs> why the hell is it in carson uh, not put in it carson. in fucking hollywood just buy a studio and re- tear down the raleigh studio i mean i know they wouldn't be able to no, like because la would put a historical thing on that so fast but i mean like buy find some space close to civilization yeah because hey, like I was laughing my ass off when I was watching a bit of the Chargers game the other day, and like the the cut it throughs between uh, commercials and the back to the field, yeah, where they're showing like people like skating on the Venice boardwalk and stuff like that, and I'm just like, that is so fucking far away from what they're. And, and I mean, that's <laughs> the like when they talk about the Redskins and they show like a picture of the Capitol. I'm just like, you're nowhere close. They're not in DC. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? It's not like you're looking at it from the upper deck, like seeing the Capitol and being like, oh, what a beaut. I think that is something that you learn only when you move here. Like how far apart. Now, see, Venice is not that far, but getting there takes some doing. That's the problem. It's like, what, four or five miles away from where we are right now? No, it's it's about 14. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it's weird that it would, it's 14 miles and it takes, you know, 90 minutes to get there that's the problem yeah on a good day. i just think la is weird because like you know like malibu is like 40 miles from here but people who have never heard of la would just think that malibu is like right next to santa monica yeah like yeah. it's like just the next part of the town over you know it is not it yeah. is very far uh and it takes longer than it should take to go 40 miles uh especially if you're taking <laughs> pacific coast unless you highway. do it at 4 30 in the morning i mean that's that's true <laughs> you too. make great time uh i had to go to lax this morning uh lax is what like oh no that's probably a good 10 miles away too yeah probably yep. 10 to 15 yeah but that was a good 90 minute trip so but also it's the airport and it's the most poorly designed airport in history so. I, I i the thing about the rams and chargers when they go to sofi stadium is just i can't imagine 
how horrible it's going to be to get there. Like, if the metro doesn't work to get all the way down there, God forbid. Well, and it's like, on the line that's going to the airport. So, you know, yeah. that'll be up by, you know, 2028, right before the Olympics <laughs> start. Uh, there's just going to be, Garcetti's going to be out there himself, the, like with a shovel. Like, the, we got to get this mother done. Come on. Just get it. Just make it stop here in the meantime. <laughs> The Olympic Committee shows up. The train 70, off the tracks, seventy thousand cars just trying to get into SoFi Stadium. Like ridiculous. And, and again, it's because it's seventy thousand people all driving one person in their car to the stadium. Like, by the way, the the <laughs> carpool lanes in LA are two plus, and they are empty most of the time. Yeah. I'm just like, really. Really? You can't get a, one other person to ride in the car with you? Although, to be fair, uh, most people in L.A. are pretentious, and uh, I wouldn't want to be stuck with, in a car with one of them either. So, But back to the important part. It would give you is, a nice Uber exemption, though. That's true. Yes. Uh, or if you put Uber stickers on your car, they don't ask a lot of questions. Whatever. Mm. But I'm saying, at. like, if you have if, if you just have somebody, a passenger that you're taking to the airport, you could take the carpool lane the whole way. True. true. Coming back is the hard part. Yeah. Um, but... Back to the important part, which yes. is I feel bad for St. Louis uh, losing their team. San Diego, eh, maybe a little less. Um, I mean, San Diego, if you know, everyone knew this is what was going to happen when the Chargers yeah. moved here. Yeah. And to think that they wouldn't be doing better in San Diego right now if they would have just stayed doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, they don't have a brand new stadium, though. They're going to have a brand new stadium. Yeah. And they didn't get to play it and I, I, I Staples guess, or whatever. You know, Vegas is TBD, but uh, I mean, I like the idea of it on the fact that yeah. as an opposing fan, I get to go to Vegas and go see the team play, you know, in another location close to me. I, I do feel like uh, St. Louis will get another team. Uh, they, they will have a team eventually. Uh, I don't think low support. Was it also a stadium thing that made those made the Rams move? Yeah. I mean, it, what happened, though, was it was... Uh, Cronky, the guy who owns the Rams, mm. kept doing things in bad faith of towards the negotiations. Like the the city would just be like, "Listen, we'll pay twenty five percent of the stadium." And he's just like, "Twenty five percent? I don't know. Come back to me with a real offer." And then uh, <laughs> they would like start negotiating and get it to a number that he wanted. It's just like, "All right, I think we're both living at fifty. We're mm. we're both okay at fifty. And then the next day we would come out that Cronky bought six acres of land down in L.A. And it's just like. Uh, Hold on a second. That doesn't seem like... This doesn't seem like we're negotiating in hmm. good faith here. So he was uh, trumping it, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, well, so that tells me, though, that uh, St. Louis is okay with football. They'll build a stadium for the right team. I don't know, maybe one from mm, Tennessee <laughs> or Florida that doesn't support yeah. their football team. Uh, move them on up to uh, St. Louis. But... Uh, Oakland doesn't deserve football, and um, they should just never, ever have a football team again. So... I you know, I don't know what it is about the Raiders in particular, but I mean, like the yesterday after the game got done, there was a lot of people like trying to run on the field just to get arrested. There were people throwing shit on the field, booing Derek Carr as he was like saying goodbye to people. If, if I was a Raider fan, it, put it this way. If I'm a Ravens fan and the Ravens say, hey, we're moving to Vegas in two years. Mm. You know what I stopped doing? Being a Ravens fan. Yeah, <laughs> I just quit. I'm just like, what, what am I going to do? Like follow this team like all the way to the end? And if I knew it was coming, the reason why Memorial Stadium had like 5,000 people in it in the last season the Colts were in town was because we knew they were going to move mm -hmm. and uh, they were specifically trying to make it as bad of a product as possible to drive the attendance down. And so they could people not just spend money on it. Yeah. Yeah. But and here's the thing. All of those idiots who are running on the field and trying to get arrested and booing the team 
will be cheering for the Las Vegas Raiders yeah, at, next year. The, so I saw some story about like the six of the biggest super fans of the Raiders, and they're sitting down being interviewed, and they were just like, "Yeah, it was tough for a while, but you know they're family, so they you know we got to stick with them." I'm just like, "Family? That's a that's a fucking business." Yep. I mean, like, I get that you know the Ravens, as far as businesses are concerned, I care way more about the Ravens and the Orioles than I do say like you know Coke or mm-hmm. Ford or something. Well, I don't like know about that. Coke. Yeah. I don't know about Coke. No, but I mean, like, you know, generally, I I don't every week like go onto message boards for the for Coke, going like, "What's the new products? I need to know." Like, true. You know. Uh, I have seen you try to leave a restaurant which did not offer Coke, however. <laughs> so, Pepsi? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck Pepsi. Um, <laughs> oh, I would say, though, that uh, I, I can still see them as family even if they leave town because freshman year of college, I went off to school, and then on my drive home from Thanksgiving, I got a text from my parents saying, oh, by the way, we sold your childhood home and we moved. Here's the new address. Uh, so, you know, eh, maybe that it registers different for me, I guess. Just, you know, the team moves. You just got to go along with it wherever they decide that they're going to be. I, so. I, I, I just I just don't get it. I would I would be so done with the team. Uh, and these people obviously are not. So, yeah. Uh, and on the other side of that, or maybe I guess the same side, super fan side. Um, a, I would argue this, Corey. Garrett Cole. Yeah. If you wrote a screenplay in which this was the story, how quickly would studio notes be like, this is completely unbelievable and we are not going to put it. Yeah, no, this would not. You could have a deal somewhere where they're like, we will make anything you give us. And they'll read the script and be like, at the first "Mm, scene. Okay. At the first scene was him at the game. Yeah. Like I would just, they would be like, you lost us right there. (laughs) Like the fact that the next scene was him like signing the contract with the no no that's so, not believable. Uh, basically, uh, the quick version of the story: uh, Garrett Cole, the top free agent pitcher available, signed the biggest free agent contract for a pitcher ever: nine years, three hundred twenty-four million dollars with the hated New York Yankees. Oh, we hate them. We hate them. Yeah. Yes, Garrett Cole obviously does not he because <laughs> as a child. He was photographed at the game one of the World Series against the Diamondbacks with a hand with the sign that said uh, "Yankee fan now, tomorrow, yesterday, forever." Yes. Oh no, today, tomorrow, and forever. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's like what, like eleven or twelve yeah, years yeah, yeah. old? Oh fuck! But he's also got one of those kid faces that like you could just see his face on the adult version of his face like yes. immediately, and the kid, you're just yeah. like, oh, that is definitely a young Gary Cole. <laughs> yep. It's like, have you ever seen, like, uh, when, when you see, like, Ron Howard from Happy Days and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, yeah, that is the younger version of the guy mm. I currently know. <laughs> like, if I bowled that kid up, same kid, same guy. Exactly. I know. I know him. He hasn't changed one bit. Well, I mean. 20 years. The hairline yeah. changed a little bit, but otherwise, faces the same. Facially. If he's wearing a hat, I don't know. That's <laughs> no true. difference. But just, uh, again, the, the story that you, he get, got photographed just randomly, too, right? And, yeah. But they, the Yankees used it as promotional material. Like, well, I, I mean, like they it was a it was a paper, it was a picture in a paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story I, I sent you was the guy who took the picture. Yeah. And he's like, you know, like I see kids with signs and I take pictures of them because like maybe they get used and stuff. Yeah. And uh, this, really this picture kid. never really was uh, used for anything like it, it showed up in a couple like publications, but nothing like important, you know, not like if you take a really important picture, it shows up like. In thousands of publications oh, all over uh, the world. The guy w- holding the Doritos bag, throwing the uh, from Ferguson. 
was oh, like yeah. throwing the tear gas canister, yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. got the Doritos bag in his hand. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's America. Oh, that's America. I love it. it it's uh, it it's weird. So uh, but but anyway, uh, now it comes full circle because Gary Cole is now a member of the New York Yankees. Um, so that picture became immediately out there and everywhere mm-hmm. because it's such an interesting and shot. he chose the team solely because he loves the Yankees and his heart <laughs> is there. Oh, also, you know, $300 million over seven years. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ooh. By the way, you remember when, uh, the number one paid player in baseball was like an outrageous $3 million contract. <laughs> How re- dare you? Ben? I remember I was watching, uh, Ken Burns baseball before the season started the 10th inning and they were talking they started off talking about Barry Bonds signing with San Francisco and it's just like Barry Bonds agrees to terms with the San Francisco Giants on a new contract you ready for this hold on to your seat seven years 70 million dollars and I'm just like wow we've come along (laughs) listen baseball is losing money it's not a profitable business we can't have full minor leagues anymore. We got to make some cutbacks here. Garrett Cole. Wait a minute. Alex Rodriguez you... needs $300 million to come back. All right, I guess. It's like, Garrett. So like I was saying, we're broke. Uh, we have no money. <laughs> I uh, No, there's another announcement later. It has nothing to do with any of this. We just can't afford it. Okay, thank you. Uh, and Corey, you had some announcement about a new player signing. Uh, I am going to walk away immediately. There will be no questions. <laughs> I would say the one last thing about the whole Gary Cole thing. I found out that this sort of uh, got leaked down onto the internet. Um, apparently, the the Yankees have some sort of contraption <laughs> that's like 30 pounds. And it's got like the interlocking NY logo on the top of it. Mm-hmm. And they like slide it across the table for like important free agent signings. Mm. And it opens up and shows like the inside of Yankee Stadium. And gold just shines on your face. But I'm saying there's there there's like people speculating like what else this thing might be doing, like when it opens up and everything like that. Right. Which is all conjecture at this point. But it's still funny conjecture because it's like people thinking like it plays like New York, New York as it opens up and like that makes sense. Announces Garrett Cole for like game one starter of the World Series or uh, something like and that. You know, I bet they have enough audio <laughs> of the old announcer. Oh yeah. To, like, all right. Listen, we need to some put Bob Shepard. Yeah, just put it together. So, like, how we have mm-hmm. enough tones to make it say, and then everybody mm-hmm. always gets the uh, uh, number two, Derek Jeter, number two. Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> number number thirty-eight, Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole. Until they sign, you know, like Dakota or uh, <laughs> some weird, some weird. So in like ten years, when the kids who <laughs> it's just have like. Weird a, names. A, <laughs> I uh, I bought NHL 20, and for whatever reason, there's not a single player in the NHL with the last name Baker. Hmm. So I can't have my created player like skating down the ice where they're going like Baker moving the puck up the ice. So I had to do Corbett, which is in there, but like Corbett's in there, yeah. but Baker isn't. Yeah, it was so funny. Was the like, NHL is not a real sport. <laughs> I stand by it. I will always stand by that premise because this is not how things should be. But anyway, uh, I think that's all we have for sports ball this weekend. Yep. All right. So, uh, let me cue up that splash for the next <sighs> segment. Oh. If they're still around after we're done here tonight, it's happening. Okay. Because i got to film a lot of shit anyway. So, mm, over okay. the next couple of days. I mean, I keep hearing about this stuff <laughs> and like when I have days off. And, uh, although, I guess you did work this week. so Yeah. I did work on Saturday. It's fine. It t- yeah. <laughs> took a lot out of me. 
uh, for your consideration. You're as bad as Roberto. Like, worked a full eight hours today. <laughs> Whew, need a nap. Oh, let me go lay down. I thought it was so funny. I'm like looking through the days I've worked this week and it's like one of those because like film is different. Like you just don't work as many, you know, like you look at your how many days you work this week Mm -hmm. and out Mm -hmm. of 365, it's, you know, 250 of them or something like that. Yep. Yep. But Um, not hours, though, because I work 12 hours a day, generally speaking. Right. But I'm saying like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's 250 out of 365 days, let's say. Sure. And then uh, for me, it might be 100 days. You know, we're like, I was going to say, actually, it's 280. There's 280 work days in a year. So 280, uh, including some weekends. I'm probably at three. I was just thinking, I was just trying to back out uh, 52 times two for like Saturday and Sunday for 52 weeks and then just make it a round number. Yeah, no, that makes. Yeah, but I, I don't think it actually break. Anyway, nonetheless, yeah. uh, I know that I probably have worked 300 days this year. And I think that's a nice round number because you've worked 100 and I've worked three times as many days as you. <laughs> it's different, though. Mm. It's different. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, our biceps are not nearly the same size from like holding. I do wish sometimes I'm like when I'm sitting there and my back is killing me because I'm on the computer. I'm like, you know what? I bet Corey's somewhere just like standing out in the on a plane and uh, enjoying the fresh air. And then you're like, it was a thousand degrees that I had to hold a pole up for seven hours. Like, <laughs> I'll take my office job. I'll take the office job. I don't want that. Anybody who wants to think about my life, just uh, here's an easy one. Just grab like two pens or two pencils and hold them up over your hand for 10 minutes Yeah, and realize that this is not as heavy as what I'm lifting, mm-hmm. but it feels the same because you're holding it up for 10 minutes. Yep. And then like after about like, for me, it doesn't, really affect me that much but if you if you try to hold your hands up for like 10 minutes then you're gonna be like shaking and jelloey at the end and that's gonna shake the mic yeah and so you gotta gonna be, be perfectly sound. still yeah yeah <laughs> i don't want to do that anywho uh netflix uh has decided to take the approach of dropping all their best stuff during award season to a whole new level mm. by uh basically every single week dropping a new oscar contender on the service mm. so uh they had the irishman come out yeah, and uh, I was going to say, so Thanksgiving. They, uh, they are dropping something new, which means that between now, or between Thanksgiving and Christmas, they had, uh, let's see, one a week, so that's basically 115 hours of new material. Yeah. Yeah, because the Irishman runs, <laughs> what, five 50. hours and 70 minutes? Uh, <laughs> 50 of those hours? No, so, I mean, like, we have the Irishman, we have Marriage Story, we have the two popes. We have a Michael Bay movie is now on Netflix. Mm, that's uh, an award winner, though. No, but I mean, like, it's still big, un- yeah. it's still a hundred fifty million dollar movie that is dropping on Netflix for I free. I really want to see the stats. I know they're going to lie <laughs> and pad them, but um, there's no way that does as well as you know Irishman. They're going to be like, yeah, this new Michael Bay competing with the Irishman. I'm going to be like, all right, your stats well, are bullshit. You're you know, lying. You know to what? Us. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think necessarily that that's not going to be the case because uh, when. Adam Sandler got signed to that like oh. ten picture deal or something like that with Netflix, and yeah. people were just like, "Who the fuck is signing Adam Sandler to a, you know, ten picture, you know, five hundred million dollar deal or whatever, whatever it ended up being?" And basically, what Netflix was was like, "We have a handful of Adam Sandler movies on the platform. They are the most popular movies by actor mm-hmm. by far. Like of any actor, he his things perform better than anyone else. Uh, people want to watch movies like Adam Sandler's on." streaming so that is why we signed adam sandler then he gives them like uncut gems or whatever that movie is see i don't even is that's not even on netflix is it 
I thought it was. I thought they were Is doing. Is it eventually a, going to Netflix? They were doing a uh, theatrical uh, run, but it was uh, on Netflix. If not, how do you sign them and not get an exclusive deal for everything? Like, mm. I don't know. But yeah, I was gonna say it's not the same. But that Jennifer Aniston Adam Sandler movie was essentially grown up version of an Adam Sandler movie. Eight twenty four. So okay, so it's eight twenty four though. That could still. Nope. Nope. It is uh it is a theatrical release. Well yeah, it's definitely a theatrical release. No, but I, I mean just, like I, mean, I don't not, know if it's part of the I don't think it is. Cause that, that website is about like uh when is do theatrical movies come Okay, out. so his deal is through Happy Madison, Sandler's ah. production company. Ah and this one was not A twenty four. It was A twenty four and Alara Pictures and IAC Films, and which, they cast Sandler. I was gonna say, which means out. somebody saw that part and said this would be perfect for Adam Sandler. Yeah, and they cast him the actor, not right. His it wasn't yeah. his. The movie. Safdie brothers decided to take on Sandler, yes, as opposed to like you know uh, bring this to his company to be produced by Netflix. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. So uh, well, and here's what I can tell you: uh, Netflix do not give Adam Driver five <laughs> movies for fifty million dollars. Um, you watched Marriage Story. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you the one thing I'm hesitant about for watching the mar- uh, Marriage Story. What? Adam Driver. And I like it. The problem is I like his acting. I think he's a good actor. Yeah. I just don't like his face. <laughs> I don't like your face, Adam. I don't know what to tell you. I, Adam Driver is confounding to me because you can see the talent. It just like drips off yeah. of him. Like, uh, and he has a good... Uh, physicality, like yeah. it, it, it sounds weird how, how some how someone moves can be so important in like acting, but he's got good physicality. Yeah. He's got great timing, great instincts. You everything. haven't seen Star Wars either, so this no. is just from non Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this stuff. is just like girls <laughs> stuff like that that I've seen him in. But I mean, I like God, he was in Girls. I never watched <laughs> that show because I'm a heterosexual man. So, <laughs> but the problem, you know, the thing is that uh, I've low key heard a lot of women go like, "Oh my God, Adam Driver's so hot." And I'm just like, really. Really? That's hot to you? Like Don't talk to those and I'm not, I'm You not don't need that to, kind of negativity. I'm not in your life. I'm not trying to to like, you know, shame Adam Driver and try and tell him he's like ugly or something like that. I'm just saying it's not his, you know, he he's not being hired because he looks like Brad Pitt. He's yeah. hired, being hired because of his acting talent. Yeah. But I mean like it, it's it's fascinating to me when when someone that a lot of people would deem as unattractive is seen as some sort of sex symbol by some community mm-hmm. or small and see, that's where we should have started, because that's the Adam Sandler tie-in right there. Because I know women who find Adam Sandler attractive, and that disturbs me beyond all reason. How can you find Adam Sa- How can you find Adam Driver? Attractive? I just feel like it's so easy for, for like, uh, in, in traditional heterosexual terms here, for which I'm speaking of, if I showed you a beautiful woman, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's only so many different combinations of beautiful women that, like, I could show and get like ninety percent support from, you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, like you know, if you showed like a Pam Anderson during the day, she'd get like ninety percent support, like, probably. Oh, maybe yeah, higher. that's a beautiful woman. Maybe higher. Oh, I know, but I'm saying like you know, and there's there's other women like that that you can just sort of tell like a lot of men are gonna like this guy, mm-hmm. this gal, and then men, it's just weird how. Like, well, because I think like, women... you know who I really had a hot th- hot for Wallace Shawn. <laughs> what? Women... <laughs> I would argue that women are not as super. Women are like if I was just like, you know, I have the hots for B. Arthur. (laughs) She really does it for me. There are people. (laughs) Uh, I would say that women are not as superficial, but then I was about to use the example of 
Camille 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 Manjani. Manjani, um, (laughs) Because not the most attractive guy, but it's still superficial because they're looking at the abs (laughs) picture and they're just like, oh, those abs. That's the thing. You got to have something. You just got to have one thing. And, you know, like maybe Adam Driver's hair. Maybe that's it. They're looking at his hair and they're like, oh, that is gorgeous. That's a gorgeous head of hair. He's a beautiful man. I, I and and here's the thing I to to bring, to bring it back to like marriage story a little bit here uh it's a it's something I said in the review is that uh I never Adam Driver is not the type of person that I think of immediately for roles like right. I would never say like oh get me Adam Driver he would be perfect for this for this random casting that I have to do whereas I you know if you said you know uh, billionaire playboy. I would be like Leo DiCaprio, like right, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you could think of people immediately who fill that spot. But I, there's never like a role per se where I would say like I need an Adam Driver type. You I would know? argue against that. I would say that there is one example: his part in Black Klansman. Now you need like a slightly dirt ballish country dude. Yeah, I think Adam Driver because although the accent was, I mean, real. like the hipster hipster idea oh, too is yes, he no. fits in there. I mean, like he's sort of playing like a, a pretentious avant-garde director and marriage story theater director. That's a little bit of typecasting. Uh, so, I mean, like that one sort of feels like yeah, it could be. There would be an Adam Driver yeah. type role, but I mean, like I don't know. Like, Who's he married to in Marriage Story? Scarlett Johansson. Never happened. Never gonna happen. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I will say this: that that movie is uh, is very good. Uh, I think I'll remember it more for like sort of solitary acting moments mm-hmm. than I will as like the whole. I won't like want to rewatch all of Marriage Story, but I bet you that I would watch clips of certain scenes over again. You know, I think I've avoided it. I have a feeling it's going to be like Boyhood, and I'm probably wrong about that. But just like a movie that had great, uh, just like you said, a movie that had great moments, but overall as a movie, not great. Why? Why you're not going to want to watch this movie is because uh, uh, I would I would characterize that probably 20% of this movie is probably Noah Baumbach trying to warn people about the worst parts of divorce, uh, which is mostly all talking about the legal aspect of ah. like lawyers and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So you would be well aware of all the, mm. all the things that they're talking about. Like, cause at one point it's just like, he's like complaining about how he doesn't have money to pay all the legal bills for uh, getting divorced. Yeah, I'm trying to eat like, son. <laughs> it's just like, well, you know, you're going to have to pay for 30% of your wife's lawyer too. So it's like, what? <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, you know, in California under the pretense oh, of this case. And, that, and like, that he's what he's uh, the breadwinner and his wife is not. Is that the uh, it, it, it's it gets into complicated legality about like how certain things work and stuff like that. Listen, uh, <laughs> when you start getting into the legality of a divorce, I'm telling you, you have missed the mark that that's something it, that might interest me five years ago. It won't <laughs> interest me now. But yeah. It's well done though. I would I would recommend watching it. You know what? Another I'm not, and I will say from the top. I'm not going to say any spoilers. But another movie you should absolutely check out, Bombshell. So it's it's right at the top of my list. I realized uh, upon talking to you last night, it, it it's not available everywhere. It's limited release L A and New York right yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, uh, and we live in such a damn bubble that I, don't I think always the rest forget comes that. out until Christmas. I don't yeah. think it drops nationwide until Christmas. And I was just like. Felt feeling so spoiled. I'm like, Century, you want me to drive to Century City to see this? And they're like people in the middle of the country. What, am I an animal? <laughs> they're not going to be able to see it for a while. I'm like, I have to go to, to the Arclight Hollywood. Meanwhile, there's some this? guy who lives in like rural Colorado, has to drive into Denver anytime he wants to see it. Yeah. It's like, it takes me 45 minutes each way to drive and see a movie. And uh, he's not going to see Bombshell <laughs> until like go, 2021. I don't want to go see Century City. <laughs> 
to be fair, it's about 45 minutes to drive to Century <laughs> City, too, depending on the time of day. But uh, I will say the one the one thing I told you, you absolutely need to see, to, uh, see this. Um, you absolutely need to start the recording because you haven't done that yet. And that means that we've missed out on half the show. No, we haven't. <laughs> it's on the thing. It's on the thing. So, uh, no matter what you've seen, footage-wise, online, you have not seen it. Yeah. Go see it. And Charlize Theron as uh, Megyn Kelly, amazing. Yeah. And um, Nicole Kidman as Gretchen Carlson, amazing. And I don't know who Margot Robbie is supposed to be dis- to playing. I think it's just an unknown person, but it's, part of the it's story. It's supposed to be like an algorithm of a whole bunch of different okay. people. So. That makes a lot of sense, because I was trying to place who she was, and I'm like, I don't think I've heard this story before. That's weird. But it makes sense that she would just be like a all of the innocence. Yeah, basically. it's a catch-all for every young person who walks, walks into Fox News. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, if you didn't hate Fox News before you go see the movie... <laughs> You will when you come out. Uh, oh, and it's a John big year for Fox News between uh, between this and uh, the one with Russell Crowe, the Showtime series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, don't distract me. John Lithgow, yeah, as Roger Ailes. First of all, after seeing this, I am surprised that there weren't more award nominations for this movie mm. because I knew that John Lithgow was playing Roger Ailes, and it took me a little while. To yeah. see John Lithgow. And then once I saw him, I was like, oh, all right, there you are. Oh, wait, no, you're gone again. And it is like, I'm trying to, to be like, where are the features that are him? And now I had the same thing happen um, when I went to see uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm. I walked out and had to Google Roger Ailes because I could not picture what he really looked like. I was yeah. picturing John Lithgow playing Roger Ailes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would have said the same thing about Megyn Kelly and uh, Gretchen Carlson, but wow! I feel like the Megyn Kelly is more of a is more on the nose than the so, Gretchen. So on the nose, yeah. So good, so good. And maybe it's just I don't remember what Gretchen Carlson looks like. But uh, there's a, also, by the way, small cameo not by him, but by a dude who looks awfully like Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> and I was just like, how do you find a guy who looks like Geraldo Rivera? Yeah, like mustache and well you just hair. find somebody you just find somebody normal looking and you just put the mustache on oh true i mean you could play Geraldo yeah Rivera if i just the- put the mustache on you just be like Geraldo, what are you doing here he's but like, like but it's me Corey. the glasses and the hair and the mustache you're either Geraldo or you're wario one of the <laughs> maybe a little bit of both go see bob show you'll find <laughs> out depending on how fat you are it's yes. <laughs> uh anyway so go check it out it's really good uh review coming this week cool uh, on to the regular news. Yes. It's amazing uh, that we've become so jaded and, and as a country, so awful that uh, the discussion of the third president impeached in the history of this country yes. is relegated to this far down, <laughs> to the rundown. Well. But, I mean, like, part of it is that we don't want to, like, you know, give everyone their, their vegetables before they've had their dessert. Kind I of thing. also think when Andrew Johnson was impeached, there was a chance he was going to be convicted. In yeah. fact, one vote decided that impeachment. When Richard Nixon was impeached, they said, I think the general sentiment was, he'll either resign or he'll be, in, he'll he'll be, be, in, he'll be convicted. Yeah. One or the other. Uh, but he's not going to stay president. And I think the difference is this time, we are not as confident in either of those results. Now, it may be that he's voted out before they get a chance to vote on it. Mm-hmm. Trials take a long time in the Senate. But 
I think the likelihood is that there's an acquittal coming. I I uh, I have long suspected that when this got to the Senate, it was just going to end in an acquittal. But the uh, it's just so crazy to me to think that. I guess the thing that I, I, that's been turning over my brain a lot recently is that if you were a, if you're like a Christian, if you're a conservative Christian who like always votes with Republicans because they're like the Christian party, you know, like he's not your guy mm. and you keep like acting like, you know, like, oh, well, you know, Jesus always said that we're going to send out the worst to bring out the best or like they'll bring out some random quote from the Bible it doesn't mean what they think it means no. to defend how like, well, you know, Trump is the Trump is the whores and the prostitutes that come and save us all and stuff like that. It's just like, OK. Um, and then, like, you know, the people who are just like, well, you know, Trump's a businessman and the, the economy is doing so well. I don't feel like it's him. Like, it doesn't feel like he's doing this. It feels like he's actually impeding progress. I was going to say another like, thing, uh, just not to skip, but the China deal. Yeah. I have no faith that that's actually going to pass. Yeah. He is going to get in the middle of that and mess it up. That is going to well, be Well, I mean, this is, this, is the, this is the eternal, like, if it was any other administration and you had announced that you had the framework for a, for a trade deal between two countries like this. Deal's done. Deal's done. I mean, yeah. they're crossing the I's, they're dotting the T's. Maybe we're going to move a little bit on, like, you know, well, maybe it won't be $110 million for making sure that we have you know produce shipped from california to china but yeah. it'll be a hundred million dollars instead you know like that sort of thing is like uh a normal administration i just don't trust that this is ever going to like i feel like trump just shows up on the last day and says that he wants five things out of the deal yep. and the whole it's we're back to to page one i feel like the the embargo stuff or the uh tariff stuff has been so bad for him despite yeah glowing econ economic news everywhere else that it just and and that's just the thing like you know I, it, it's so much like team sports it's 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 so disheartening where that you know like you're gonna stick with your guys no matter what because whether or not they're they're screwing you or not they're you know you're a republican so you gotta vote for republicans like yep this is the thing i put on uh, uh twitter earlier this week for my time hop like 10 years ago or eight years ago uh, Obama signed the NDAA, which gave away all of our rights forever. It took the uh, the stuff that was the framework of the Patriot Act and put it into the operating budget of the country, yep. for which it has remained the last 10 years so that they can say, oh, you repealed the Patriot Act, but all the worst stu stuff is now in the National Defense Authorization Act and gets worse and worse and worse every single year. And it's now wrapped up with defense spending, so if they vote against he it, now they're going to go home and... He could have vetoed. He could have vetoed. Yeah. He could have said, hey, this isn't worth what we're doing, but nobody yep. paid attention. Nobody nobody made a, a big stink about it and it just passed through. And that's Democrats screwing you over there. Yep. And then you're talking about Trump like he's doing anything for you. <laughs> like, you know, two years ago we were we were begging Republicans to not uh 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 on net neutrality. God fuck, what am I what's the word I'm looking for there? Uh repeal net neutrality. Yes, don't yeah. repeal net neutrality. I mean, like, it's just incredible that, like, it, it it has nothing to do with the party. Stop thinking about people in terms of party. Just think about them in terms of, like, who they are and what they stand for and how they treat you. And, and like, not to circle back to it, but uh, one of the things in Bombshell that uh, was astounding to, to Roxy when we went to see it was the discussion of, like, wait, wait, what do you, they're saying that they're controlling the discourse? And I'm like, yes, 
they absolutely control the discourse. Yeah. They oh. make it seem like this is a Christian thing to do, and it's absolutely not. To uh, to me, it all. But uh, uh, Trump himself has been saying, "Look at the transcript. Look at the transcript." And part of the reason why he's been saying that is because he knows none of his the people who support him is going to actually read this fucking. Of course thing. not. Yeah. Like it, it, it'd be me might as well be going like, "Well, go to the scene of the murder. Go see if you see anything related to me there." It's just like, "Well, you left your ID right there next to the body." It's just like, "Yeah, but that's in the report. Nobody's going to read." The Didn't you say you could shoot a guy on Fifth <laughs> Avenue and nothing would happen to you? And then you were on Fifth Avenue. There was a guy who was shot. We found your ID on the body. You have a gun in your we hand. We found your blood and a bag saying William Baker's blood right I, next to the body. I have a feeling you might be involved. And eh, nobody's going to read the report anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just but amazing. circling back. Uh, so the, the two articles of impeachment. Yeah. Abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Yeah. Neither of which seem too clear cut. Uh, neither of which are what I would have gone with if I were the judiciary. But... Uh, you know, we discussed previously emoluments is a really complicated concept. And would the American people understand that? Um, obstruction of justice, I think, is a easier to understand I, and less partisan than obstruction of Congress. I would say obstruction of Congress is going to be the one that is harder. I mean, like traditionally, obstruction is what presidents get charged with yes. when they're going through uh, <laughs> the impeachment process. But part of the reason why that would not work, I think, in this one is because they specifically made it uh, uh, regarding Congress and yep. not regarding justice. It wasn't yep. obstruction of justice, it was obstruction of Congress. So you're opening up the door for the Republican senators to say, well, yeah, but this was a whole sham investigation from the beginning. The Democrats have been on this yep. uh, this whole thing about wanting to impeach the president from day one. And of course, he didn't want to you know, like work with the Congress because they were just going to railroad him. And we're not even going to consider this, even yeah. though everything that he's done has been a clear 100% to the letter of the law violation. of. And the other problem is, though, that obstruction of justice means that you had there had to be an investigation that you were obstructing. And I think that the, the judiciary's problem is what happens when you take <laughs> testimony from the Justice Department and they say, oh, no, nothing about this involved our investigation whatsoever. Didn't encumber us. So what they're talking about is the things he said that might have changed testimony before Congress, mm -hmm. which they can say for sure did happen. And it's within their control, whereas obstruction of justice is not. And again, abuse of power seems pretty vague for something to be impeached on. It's an emoluments clause violation. That's true. I mean, uh, I, I imagine that they're what they're going to try and do is is throw in a couple uh like in the final written version of the articles of impeachment, yeah. like we'll find little things like in addition to his obstruct or his uh, uh, violation of the emoluments clause. Yeah. He also did this. Right, right, right. Or yeah. this could equal, you know, his, his thing with Ukraine could also equal more money in his pockets because of this and that. Yeah. Um, and but sort of tie in like an emoluments level thing in there just to, I don't know. It, it, it's so, to me, what's unfair about this whole thing is that I can't even have a conversation with people who disagree with me because the facts of the story that we're both operating on are not the same. Yeah. I was listening to uh, Corolla on uh, Reasonable Doubt this past week because they were talking about impeachment. So it's I, like, ah, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to dip in and see what they're talking about. Right. And it's <laughs> yeah. clear at this point, uh, since Garagos has gotten fired from uh, CNN, that he's been watching a lot more Fox News uh, and. <laughs> 
it's a Fox News and uh, Fox News aimed slant on what the story of the week is, and they're talking about it. And I'm just like, where are you getting this stuff? What is, what 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 part of the Fox News? What part of the news are you getting this from? And it's so distant and separate from what what is out there everywhere else. Yep. And it's you know if if you if if you live in the world where your news is just entirely different on the base level, then I don't know what to, you know, I, I remember like I was talking to my dad. I was just like, do you hear the story about Devin Nunes? He's just like, like, oh, whatever it is. I'm sure it's not true. I'm just like, well, everyone's <laughs> like the only people who are saying that is Fox News. So it's sort of hard for me to yeah, believe that everyone else is wrong. Like, you mean <laughs> you mean to tell me that? All these like things that reporter like evidence that reporters have dug up is all like fake or I don't like. Oh, if you know this, Fox is fair and balanced, <laughs> and no one else is saying fair and balanced. Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, clearly. Uh, and, and speaking of fair and balanced, Congress, uh, in their infinite wisdom, decided to be a little fair and balanced because once they passed the articles of impeachment, they then also passed a bipartisan Defense Authorization Act, not the NDAA, but another yeah another uh, spending bill, uh, giving Trump. Uh, one point six billion dollars for the formation of space force. Yeah. So <laughs> I I just don't get why I, I know they want to make it seem like you know like even with the worst president in the history of the world we managed to get things done. Yeah. But like nobody's really buying like nothing is really getting done. Like this bill is purely conjecture. Like it's just putting it out there in the world that both Republicans and Democrats are bipartisan. Yep. When they want to be. And I think that in the end, it helps Trump more than it helps the Democrats. And hey, by the way, <laughs> you pass it and it goes to the Senate and they take out any of the Democratic leaning stuff. And then you go into conference committee and you say, well, if you want this passed, we need a version that's closer to the Senate bill. Yeah. OK. So now what have you done? You've <laughs> given all of it for nothing. And you've basically undercut yourself on the articles of impeachment by saying like, yeah, he's a terrible president. But I mean, we gave him what he wanted. So, I mean, the problem is that the found. I don't, I don't think the founders, when they were forming this country, ever really thought that the that the conversation that we would be having with the president is even baseline competency. No. I, I feel like they imagined that whoever would actually win the presidency, like maybe there would be better people and worse people, and not everyone would be you know the Rhodes Scholar who was a senator and a. Supreme Court justice before, he, you know, like whatever grand resumes they had imagined these people would have. But like they it, it, it almost seems like they never dawned on them that there could be somebody so dumb and incompetent be president. And like not it wouldn't even rise to that level. Like Not to circle back to it again, but I had forgotten that <laughs> Megyn Kelly. We don't have to we don't have to write and dogs can't do this in all our driving laws because dogs would never drive yeah. cars. Um, Cut to 20 years later and dogs are driving and there's nothing against the rules in it. Um, so I had forgotten that Megyn Kelly was a huge like uh, critic of Trump during the campaign. Yeah. And uh, there's a quote that's kind of in the very first few minutes of the movie. Uh, and I was like, oh, I forgot she said that. Um, where I think it was at the debate, but it might have been before the debate where she said, uh, you you are auditioning for George Washington's job. We must require the highest level from anyone who is going to take the job once held by George Washington. Now, I don't like the hero worship of George Washington mm -hmm. or Thomas Jefferson or the Roosevelt's or anyone. Maybe Teddy. 
<laughs> Teddy's a badass. Um, you might be cool, but you're never going to be Teddy Roosevelt riding a moose to a <laughs> river. Cool. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but there is like a truth to that. Like they, they were like, all right, so who might be up for this job? Uh, well, we got Washington. He's definitely going to be up first, right? Yeah. Uh, Adams, you're at the top of the list. Super confident in that guy. Uh, Jefferson. Jefferson, definitely there. At the time, they were talking about Hamilton. Uh, Burr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a list of like 15. The first 15 presidents. And you know what? Adams kid, pretty smart. Yeah. And he's going to go off and be a uh, an ambassador for a while, but he'll come back. And there's well, like, I mean, like, competency is understood. The problem The problem is that once you got to around like, 11 or 12 like rounding into like Fillmore like there was a there was a a sort of thought amongst the American people that like oh maybe we've picked all the people all the best people who could possibly be president and we're done now Mm -hmm. but I mean like even Miller Fillmore's horrible administration is nothing compared to this he was I mean like he was a, a smart competent guy yeah who just didn't get any of the breaks and made some awful mistakes but I mean like hey uh, Chester Arthur yeah, I mean, Chet Arthur is another like he's a, he went out to be a to be a judge, Supreme Court justice, <laughs> yeah, support, yes. Supreme Court justice. Like uh, he, he's a he was a capable person. They just Ulysses S. Grant, yes, horribly corrupt yeah. and gave away many, many, many things, but also won the Civil War. Yeah, very competent man. And had there been a war to follow up, you know, the Civil War would have most handily won that as commander-in-chief. Yeah. However, also just likes having all his flackies or, or his uh, <clears throat> lackeys around and uh, just gave them all jobs. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, uh, I got a buddy who does oil. Do we got any oil that needs to come out of the ground? Yeah, sure. Give him the job. Um, so, yeah. Like, but, again, you really have to get to what qualifications did Ronald Reagan have to be governor of California? I was an actor once, and then he ran for president because – he was the governor of California. Well, like, you know, I, I think that I th- if I remember correctly, I think Reagan was president of SAG. He was. For a while before. Like, he was basically the president of Hollywood, if you will, mm-hmm. for a while there. Because he was, like, a respected actor, even though he didn't have, like, a long, uh, incredibly, like, uh, star-studded career. He was still, like, a journeyman guy who everyone respected. Yeah. And then when he became the president of the SAG, uh, he was you know, like respected even more for what he was getting done at the time and a very important part of Hollywood history. You remember why he left the presidency of SAG? I don't. Uh, Cause he named names. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. whack. Uh, so after that, they were like, Hey, I don't know if you get this unions. <laughs> pretty largely <communist>. Democratic. <laughs> well, largely democratic, a lot of communists. Uh, <laughs> so they don't really feel safe with you as the president since you're going to go in there and be like, all right. So uh, at our last meeting, I looked around uh, and, I got some names for you. Here we go. Uh, let's start at the top. Here's all the communists I was able to find. No particular <laughs> order. Um, but yeah, so he left. But it's okay, yeah. So, but Clinton, Rhodes Scholar. Yeah. Uh, you know, George W. Bush. He was governor of Texas. Not the smartest guy. Maybe yeah. not a great example. <laughs> Obama, Rhodes Scholar. Okay, senator. So now, <laughs> senator before that. Let's go back the other way. George H.W. Bush. Yeah. Now, we finally have a Republican I can respect. Uh, World War II pilot, head of the CIA, uh, worked in the State Department, worked in the Defense Department. Vice president. Vice president for eight years, then became president. That's a fucking pedigree to be president. Yeah. 
Uh, before him was Reagan. Uh, Jimmy Carter. Hillary Clinton, we could do the same sort of thing. Mm. Yell law. Listen, no, but I'm saying like it's, it's easy. It's still... to, I, if I want to be a sound guy and I just murder you and then I murder every other sound guy who might get the job. I you know, mean, it's, it's interesting. I, I was listening to. Did you I'm hear about her? About did you hear about her interview on uh, Howard Stern? Oh, no. It's it's so fascinating to watch Howard nowadays. He's so different from how he used to be. Is he strongly Democratic again? Or yeah, oh yeah, because he like swung a little bit conservative there for a while until uh, he saw that Trump was Trump. Because he was a buddy. He's a buddy of Trump's. Yeah, and I, I saw him swing towards Trump, and then Trump got crazy, and he was like, "Woo, back this way." So. Well, he he claimed that he voted for Hillary in the election, so maybe it's, it's I don't know. I don't know specifically. I've never been like a huge Howard Stern fan. It's not that I don't. It's not like I dislike him. It's just never been like. I'm not one of those people who's just like I got to listen to all five hours of Stern show today. Like, yeah, Joe, I'm a, I'm a I'm a fan of Joe Rogan's, and I <laughs> listen to certain shows, but too much. There's too much. If you Joe. told me Joe Rogan is interviewing somebody I really like, then I'll probably check it out. Yeah, but I will also like put it on YouTube where I can like scrub ahead until I see him talking to the person that mm. I want to hear from, and then listen to him talk for. Two hours to that person and then get If out. I tell you, Elon Musk is on Joe Rogan's show. He gets high and they talk about how everything you see is a projection. I'm like, I'm in. I'm okay. watching that. Yes. I'm in. Uh, or uh, the guy from Blink-182 who is actually a nuclear physicist and talked about uh, the same thing, basically, that the everything we know is a, an illusion or we're a projection and two-dimensional projection, three-dimensional projection, two-dimensional space. I'm down for that. And then he sits and talks to some UFC guy for like four and a half hours. Yeah. And I'm like, I could not care less. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care about this. But, and Howard in a way is the same. Like he's got, he's used to doing a five hour radio show. He's got that. This is what I do. I well, and I mean like, it, you know, if you're, if you have a, a satellite radio program too, where you can like, you know, it's, you have your whole channel where they yeah. just replay the Stern show over and over again until he records a new one. Yep. Then, I guess I could see like how you could be, you know, just like sort of in and out of the car all day and sort of pick up most of the show. I do see feel that, like, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it's just like I, I always it's I'm never really paying attention, but this way I get all of the show over the course of the day. Right. Like I run out to I run out to do errands and as I'm going through, I'm hearing a little bit of the show and I come back and it's more stern and it's Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess I get that. But um, I just don't get the I, I've never been fanatical about him. I've never I've never been like, oh, I can't wait until stir. Yeah. Much like uh, the people in Washington, not so fanatical about, you know, governance yeah. uh, or, you know, anything really. But uh, speaking of bad governance, <laughs> let's take a trip on down to the. Oh, no, I didn't reconnect it. <laughs> Hang on, folks. Uh, it's a black screen. Yeah, uh, we were talking through it. Let me find the <laughs> thing I forgot to reconnect. <laughs> Just like the city of Baltimore, it doesn't work. Like I know. You click on something, to... something doesn't open up. Uh, is anything more typical than that? Hey, so let's take a trip on down to the Baltimore corner. Where you get the straight dope? Yeah. And it's official. Uh, Sheila Dixon has announced that she's running for mayor. Uh, she joins Jack Young, uh, the current uh, mayor. Uh, Brandon Scott, current head of the city council. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, T.J. Smith, the former police spokesman. And through Vignaraja, mm -hmm. who uh, we've talked about, known troublemaker through Vignaraja. You all right? So I was looking for the reset button. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I don't want any of these people to be the mayor of Baltimore. <laughs> I feel like there's got to be a like, button somewhere. I would like more choices, please. Uh, you remember the old Nintendo where they only had two buttons? Power, yeah. reset. Yeah. I, I just assume that I don't want to turn it off because I'm not sure it'll come back on <laughs> unless we blow in it a little bit. 
But I figure the reset button's got to be there somewhere, right? Like something I can hit to just start all over with this whole process. Uh, because none of those people should be mayor. No. Um, I mean, if I had to, I guess I would vote for Brandon Scott. But I feel like if I did, I'd just be doing the same exact fucking thing we've been doing over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I other than the noticeable differences between, like, him and Stephanie Rawlings-Blake, I don't really see any fucking differences between him and Stephanie Rawlings-Blake. Or Sheila Dixon before that. Or Martin O'Malley before that. Listen, or you've got a diverse set of choices, all right? There's a gigantic douche and there's a turd <laughs> sandwich. They're very different. You got to pick one. I'm sorry. That's the way it works. So uh, Sheila Dixon, I almost want her to, uh, I almost want her to win, because I wonder if any city in America has had one mayor be forced out of office twice in two <laughs> different terms. Uh, because she, I just know she can't keep. Didn't Marion Barry try and win again? No, um, try and run again. He ran for uh, council and he won. And he was on the council for okay, but a he long never time got to back that. to. He never tried to run for mayor again. No, no, no. I think he knew that that ship had sailed. Uh, because smart people, when they realize their political <laughs> career is over, know that they're done. They go off into the sunset. Now he found a way to serve as a councilman and serve his little district. And he was like, "All right, I'm going to keep my power base right here." Sheila. <laughs> he found a little power base on the council, and he won that, and he just kept that seat. That's maybe what you should do. I just. Uh... She was trying to make the argument like, yeah, I made a little bit of a mistake, but not nearly the same level of the mistakes that the mayors have been making to cause all this pain and crime that run rampant through the city. And when I was mayor, the crime was low and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, (laughs) don't act like you reinvented the wheel. Like (laughs) the mayorship of Baltimore changed forever the moment Sheila started pulling levers like. If a Republican wins the mayorship of Baltimore for the first time in, I don't know, it'd be like it'd be like if Trump isn't impeached, but he loses reelection and then he runs again four years from now. Yeah. And he's just like, listen, everything was so great when you had me. Don't you want me again? Yeah. Weren't you impeached? Like, yes, but no conviction. No conviction. So I'm allowed to run again. Mm -hmm. That's to be fair. I don't know if you are convicted if you couldn't. You could still run again. I think there's I think there's one of those legal arguments about the Constitution that's going on between uh, far right Mm, observers and far left observers, because there is a thing that says uh, and if convicted can't serve future office of any public integrity and blah, 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 blah. But it's sort of like one of those things like are they saying it's worded in such a way is it are they saying if convicted, you can't run anymore, Mm -hmm. you can't be any kind of public servant or is it like. You can be convicted, and then at the same time, we decide whether or not you could run again. You know, so like, yeah. So like, part of the punishment is, uh, yes, we're going to convict you. We're removing you from office, but much like they after did after five years, you could run again. Much like they did with with Sheila, bringing this around to that. Yeah, uh, Sheila. Part of her plea deal involved like a small amount of jail time and a fine and restitution, and she couldn't run for office for five years or something like yeah. that. And like, so basically, she lied and waited. Until she could run for office again, and then she ran for mayor, Just like giving out gift cards to everybody. Yeah, she I mean, had. like this, Don't this, uh, you know, hypothetically, if they convicted him in the Senate and they said, you know, like, oh, you can't run for five years, then he could run again in 2012 or something like that. They just have to decide the terms of where he couldn't run again. 20, 2012. I mean, 2012, 2022 is what I'm thinking of. 24. 
Yes, he could run in 2024, which 2024. would be the next election. Yes, I'm sorry. You know what? You know what's throwing me off is the whole. Uh, we're about to cycle into a new decade. Yeah, more yeah. of this next week. Yeah, uh, uh, we're about to cycle into a new decade, and I'm starting to do that thing where I'm not turning over numbers, right? Mm, yes. Yeah. Mm. Anywho. Yep. Uh, think that's about it for the Baltimore corner, right? Yes. All right. Uh, well, if you want more stumbling to the end, do you know where <laughs> you know where you can go? Where's that? Oh, the anthem.com. Cordo, the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line. 443-219-7595. What's the number again? 443-219-7595. You all right? I'm going to get one of the, one of the, one of the links. One of the links is the one. Uh, you can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com. I have a completed uh, marriage story review that just needs to have all the metadata properly attributed to it. And then it'll be out to you. So, uh, should be out by the time you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening on Tuesday, and why wouldn't you? Um, yeah, that's about it for me. Okay. And uh, we are, for those of you who might be watching live, this is a two-episode night, so make sure you stick around, because we got another episode coming. If you are listening to this in podcast form, you got to wait till next Tuesday. Why don't no. you join us week to week, live recording, Monday night? Come on. It's hard to beat. Be here with us. Uh, let me find another thing there. And you can find more of me <laughs> at Robert and Cheek and all your social networks. Uh, make sure you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find links to the YouTube channel where I have a special going on this week, Corey. Oh, what? Not only this week, but for the next 12 days, 12 consecutive days of reviews. Wow. I am doing 12 days of Christmas as my gift to all of you. Some of my favorite Christmas movies are being reviewed and uh, you'll get a new episode every single day. They're a little shorter than normal, uh, you know, only like an hour or so. <laughs> and uh, I'm just kidding. Not that long. <laughs> only two thirds of whatever the running time of the movie is. But uh, you can find those at youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek. That's that's how I like to think of it. If if it's a 90-minute movie, Mm -hmm. I want to be in and out with a 15-minute review. I mean, that's a good And if it's like a little bit longer than 90, then I'm going a little bit longer than 15, unless Mm -hmm. I don't have anything to say about it. With my intro and outro, I try to run like 12 minutes, but the intro and outro push it to like 16 to 18 usually. So Nothing like a Bloomberg ad. (laughs) (sighs) God. Yeah. Making us making us feel like this whole thing's not for, not worth it. Mm, just buy the election. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can find uh, find links to the youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek uh, to me on all social media at Robert N. Cheek. Uh, and of course, the books which are available on Amazon. Buy Rob's books. And it is official. All of the rights to all of my books have returned to me. Happy days are here again. So that means that the movement series can officially go up on Amazon once again. So those that have been uh, looking for it, uh, I'm going to be working through and editing. Uh, I need to do that. That's probably going to be my Christmas project while I'm on vacation is editing everything up so we can get everything back up again um, so that it is available for purchase. So you can find that. But there's still books available on Amazon, so make sure you check that out. Sounds good. Yes. All right. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the OD Anthem podcast, part of the OD Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Until next time.